Hey, this is Ken Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Linda Brooks Johnson with us. Linda is a certified professional life coach specializing in coaching breast cancer patients and survivors, grief, divorce, and caregivers. She is also a motivational and inspirational public speaker with so many accomplishments and accolades. Let's hear it from Linda. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Linda, thank you for being a guest today. Let's get into the story. Please tell us why you choose coaching and when did you choose it? My journey with that started pretty much been doing it, but just didn't know I was doing it. Friends and family would come to me for some advice, what to do with this, how do I do that? And that's pretty much how it pivoted off. But the main journey and birth in it was when I was diagnosed in 1999 of uh, stage one evasive ductal carcinoma, which is the most common breast cancer. On that journey, I was really asking God for my purpose. Why well, I know this has got to mean something. Please let me know what's my purpose in this. So that's when life coaching was born, birthed. And I figured was that if I was going to do it, the best way I could give back was to give back with my journey. Try to encourage and inspire hope that there's life after breast cancer. So 13 years now, that's what I've been doing. And you said that you were diagnosed with breast cancer twice. First time you survived, second time, how did that link? The second diagnosis came about in 2018. I had double mastectomies on this one. And that was a journey that I thought I knew pretty much everything about breast cancer, but it's a different scenario once you go through the mastectomies. Now you've got a part of your body that's been taken away. With that, you it's an adjustment. Cancer by itself is adjustment. But when you're going through something with losing a part of your body, it takes some reconditioning and it takes a different mindset. It does. I agree with you on that, Linda. My question to you here is about grief coaching that you do. Right. So can you please explain what's the difference between grief coaching and therapy? Grief coaching for me is getting you through what you're feeling, those emotional feelings. A lot of people go through grief and we all do grief different ways. We all express it in different ways and go through it in different ways. But the one thing that I focus on is that true essence feeling of what you're feeling. I want encourage anyone to let it go. You've got to express it. Whatever you're feeling, it it may take a month, it may take a week, it may take a year. But in doing that, I try to get that part out, but I also want you to focus on goals and aspirations. I don't want the grief to overcome because anytime we lose something or go through something or it's the end of something, there's a grief process. There's a grief period. And it's not wrong to grieve. It's just I try to make it into a positive rather than a negative. Got it. Got it. So that sure is the difference there. Can mm-hmm. you enlighten us with client success, something that is dear to you? One was where I had a couple that came, the husband came in, the wife never did. But the husband was trying to get a reassurance with himself because he had really tried doing everything within the marriage. And it just wasn't working. And the one thing that we focused on was him, how he needed to adjust himself in the event she wanted to get out of the marriage because everything was looking like she wanted to get out of it. And from him working on him, 
and concentrating on what he needed to do as a husband, what he needed to do as a father, those things that was within him that he wanted to do, but just needed some reassurance that he could do it. The marriage was saved and he, in the interim, he's now into a business that he always wanted, but was scared to get out there and try it. Wow. So in this coaching that you do, not just with this client, but any client or in general, do you have any mm-hmm. systems, processes, methodology, strategies that you tend to lean on? My biggest foundation before I take on any client is we, I, I have to make sure they have a personal relationship and a foundation, basic foundation in uh, their spiritual walk. I don't d- touch anything that God can't be a part of because that's that was my foundation. That spiritual foundation has got to be there with each one of my clients, before we start, we pray. We ask God to come in and show me what I need to do for them and help them to feel comfortable and open enough to let me know how they are transparent because transparency and honesty is the one, two key things that I need along with the prayer life and really wanting to seek God for for the answers. So spirituality is one of the core of your coaching. Yeah, that's the foundation. I build from that. Got it. Can you please tell us about how to be more spiritual? Because once our soul is active, the things that we would do are going to be more, they are going mm-hmm. passionate. They're coming from a place of truth, right? So what are some ways that we can, as entrepreneurs, to get in touch with that core energy? That's a good question. I would tell anyone whether you want coaching or not, the foundation has got to be spiritual. And from that comes the Bible. That needs to be done daily with a place, a particular time, and then that time to meditate, to ask God to listen for the answer. We can't start our days without it. So the immediately when you get that foundation of doing that, it pivots you into your day and it allows you to be open for God to show you and direct your paths, to show you what you need to stay away from, what things you don't need to get involved in. And that's really essence, what a good true life is all about, is just walking in the plan that God has for your life. Totally, totally. I get it now. Let's move back to your journey. Okay. When you had breast cancer for the first time, the mindset, right? This is a troublesome situation. Can you please tell us, How do you try to keep yourself calm when the things around you seems not to well? I look back on this now and I know it was a miracle uh, because I remember the day that I went into the doctor's office. At that time, I had two small children, a six-month-old and a 28-month-old. My ex-husband had just walked out on me. The career that I had with a major Fortune 500 company had laid me off and Boom, there I was with being diagnosed with breast cancer. And I remember it to the day. It was like I had an out-of-body experience. I I was looking down at everything that was going on, but I didn't feel anything. Yet I heard it, but I didn't feel it. And I remember when everything subsided and reality came back to me, the only thing I did was I asked God, what do I do? Please show me what to do. And believe it or not, there was a calm and a peace going through that process because 
I don't think I would have made it if I didn't have that spiritual foundation. I couldn't have. Because hearing those words, you've got cancer. It can be devastating if you're trying to hear that and just somehow grasp it on your own. It it would be too much. A true belief that God is with you keep, helps you keep calm even when the things around you are falling down. If you were to now tell us about goal setting. Now, as entrepreneurs, we all have goals. Can you mm-hmm. find how to set goals in the right way, according to you? How to get goals? First of all, again, we're going to have to go back to that spiritual, that personal relationship with God and that spiritual foundation. I think our lives are built around knowing what God's plan and purpose is for our lives. And the only way we do that is by seeking him for that guidance and to give us the wisdom for that purpose. Many times I've found clients that's been doing what they thought they needed to do that somebody told them that they needed to do that. And whether it be a parent, friend, or whatever. And they find that they do it, get money from it, but doesn't have that fulfillment. Happiness not there. Don't like doing what they're doing. And I was even caught up in that. And then I found out that I was doing what I wanted to do, but it was God's permissive will and not his divine will. His divine will is going and seeking him to find out what he wants me to do with my life. Because remember, my life is a gift that he's given to me. My life belongs to him. So if my life belongs to him and it's a gift that he's given me, I should be willing to be open enough to ask him, what does he want me to do with this gift? Whether it be to coach the little league, little boys football team, or whether it's doing whatever. As long as you're giving back and you're being fulfilled with helping others, I think that's the self-contentment and that's the blessing from being in the right position and purpose for your life. Yes, we get it. Now, once you know your purpose, it's much more easier to set to accomplish them because they are all aligned and your purpose Mm -hmm. is driving you. So it is no more a task to get the goal. It is rather mm-hmm. just the flow of the purpose to get the goal. Exactly. Everything starts lining. You know, once you get that foundation of knowing what your purpose is, then you start calculating, how do I fulfill that purpose? And with that, certain goals, aspirations start to bloom from that. Sometimes it may venture you off into other areas that is still cohesive to what the main purpose is. And that's, I think, when people get to that place that's where you find that joy and that peace because you're doing something that is natural. It was organically made for you to do. Totally, I get it. So this is quite a stupid question to ask because we have spoken a lot about it till now. But how often do you read Bible? Do you read Bible or what? I do that daily. Okay. So my question to you is what's your favorite verse if there is any? I think Jeremiah 29, 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you says the Lord, a plans to give you a future. And that's pretty much, matter of fact, that scripture popped up one day when someone was sending me an email and I was going through treatment mm-hmm. and it was like, pow. So that's been the one thing that I remind myself on my worst days when things are, I'm facing challenges or I'm just not feeling myself. I remind myself that God has a plan and it's a plan for a good future. And even though I'm going through this now, in a matter of minutes or seconds, it's going to change. Wow. 
so enlightening then the next question to you is about misconceptions do you think are some misconception about coaching i think people look at coaching as counseling like therapeutic counseling and they're really two different things i'm not dealing with those things that could be suicidal those things that could be depressing that's where a psychologist comes in i'm dealing with the things that you want to build you want to grow you want to make a change in your life because i'm just coaching you you've got all the answers i'm just bringing those answers into fruition so that they can benefit you in a more positive way so coaching is different from counseling therapy totally it's got a little bit of counseling in it but it's not an in depth i'm not dealing strictly just with the mind i'm dealing with the mind the goals your dreams your aspirations i'm dealing with those things that you want to change you you want to change your mindset to think differently than what you've been thinking because your thinking has got you into a whole lot of roadblocks a whole lot of things that you've been trying but you're failing i'm more the one that gets you moving toward that that you need to be doing got it got it a therapist uh, often times diagnoses you while a coach coaches medicates you. all of that Th- that's more into a clinical area yes i'm not clinical totally i'm a not my environment is a non-clinical environment now this is the funny thing that people don't realize a therapist psychologist and i work together she deals with the mind i deal with everything else got it got it linda people are getting curious now linda they want to reach out to you so okay. please some ways of getting a hold of you okay they can get a hold of me facebook linda brooks johnson cplc then linda any platform just type in linda brooks johnson and you can get me linda brooks johnson get a hold mm-hmm. reach out next question to you please tell us about affirmations do okay. affirmations visualization help us in achieving our dream or goal i would suggest daily that you write down things like i am whole i am healthy i am worthy i can do anything through christ who strengthens me that's the main one because you've got to speak those things that you want even if you don't see it yet and that's where the faith part comes in you've got a i am a millionaire you are so let's work toward doing that it's like what the bible says faith without works is dead you've got to do something in order to attain something but yet you've got to build yourself up and motivate yourself to doing that you got to feel positive that you are worthy you've got to feel positive that you can get out there and start a business you got to feel that positivity within so that you can permeate it with from without because if you don't feel it you're never going to be able to achieve it totally totally we end up we get it now that leads me to my final question for the day so please tell us about action steps okay what do you suggest the listener does after hearing this conversation to grow in life or to grow in business first of all like i said that foundation have you been seeking god for your purpose what you want does it line up with what god wants for you making sure that you write out those things that you want to achieve because you got to have a plan 
but you just can't jump up one morning and say, I want to do this. What's the plans? What's the steps that you feel like you need to do? And then find an accountability partner, someone to make you accountable of things that goals that you've set, helping you know, hey, you're getting off course. You need to do this. You need to do that. Like a, a mentor, someone that will make you be accountable for everything that you want to do. And you may need a, you may want a life coach like me, or you may just want someone that you feel can mentor you through doing and achieving what you want. Totally. So write down what you want, guys, maybe on a daily basis because... Exactly. That Make may- a blueprint. And I would suggest doing five things at a time. Once you achieve those, five more. But don't overwhelm yourself to where you're busy trying to get these steps and you're not fulfilling each one as you go. Totally. First, write down things, what you need to do today, five things. <laughs> and then maybe get an accountability partner. A coach can do the thing, a mentor can do it, or your friend based on wherever and whatever your situation is. Based on today's conversation, if you resonated with Linda, find her on any platform at Linda Brooks Johnson. Do reach out. Or they can do the lbj620 at gmail.com. bj620 at gmail.com is another way of reaching (laughs) out. Tell her that you found her on the Sparking Entrepreneur Shows. You would be happy to connect with you. Thank you so much, Linda, for Thank such you. a conversation. It was a pleasure to meet you. It was a- my pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again. With that said, I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye, guys.